the Dragonlance Nexus is proud to present the Dragonlance Canticle. And welcome back to another exciting episode of the Dragonlance Canticle, a podcast about Dragonlance. It's in the title, so hopefully you guys figured out that sooner than later. We are the 58th most popular podcast in Germany for science fiction. That's a big milestone. It is. It is. We've cracked the top 60, and we've cracked the top 100 in the United States, too. So I, I was very impressed with that tonight. So we're doing something right. We've got more than three listeners now. We're up to four. I like, would even say seven. Come on. Well, it depends. Or consistently. <laughs> That's right. Consistent listeners. <laughs> well, the episode tonight is not our traditional big topic episode. This is a fireside chat. So these are episodes of which we get to gather around with some folks. And we talk about one topic that's very important to us. And uh, sometimes that topic isn't as important to you, but you are listening to us. And what are you going to do? Turn us off? Take your headphones out? Stop giving them options. <laughs> don't, yeah, don't. I'm pretty sure they're just, yeah, that they're not allowed to do that. <laughs> those, those, those are not options. This is not choose your own adventure podcast. <laughs> There's only option A and B. One's listen, one's <laughs> listen again. You're in here for the long haul now. So tonight I'm joined by two two characters. I have uh, one, one uh, you should recognize. That's Ed. Hey, Ed McKeel. I do things with this canical and uh, social media and also uh, something else that we'll talk about this evening. Yeah. Ed, Ed's currently on work release yet. So um, he's got another 45 years on that term before he, he's, he's uh doodly uh, free. Right. Of, of the dead. He owes Krampus. I don't even know anymore. Uh, it's probably yeah. insurmountable. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Also joining us tonight, we have a special uh, guest, uh, which we, we thank you for coming on. Uh, this man's name is Adam. He is the creator, the founder, the CEO behind it's Atomic Peanut Butter. Atomic Peanut Butter Group, yeah. Yeah. And Atomic Peanut Butter is actually a pretty cool group if you guys hadn't had hadn't haven't had a chance to check it out yet. Uh, one of the things they're most well known for is Haunted a Christmas Carol. Um, Adam, did you play a part in that? I did. I not only wrote, produced, edited it, um, but I also play Evan Scrooge because it is a modern retelling of Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol. Interesting. And because I was directing it and wrote it and produced it, I got to cast myself. I didn't even need to audition. It was great. (laughs) I heard, heard that casting agent was, was a real pain to work through anyway, so I'm glad. I mean, that was tough, yeah. I'm glad you got to bypass it. So is that like audio or video or both? Or? It is video. It is a, it's about an hour long, short film. Um, we made it last year, so 2019, but the holidays are coming up, so check it out on YouTube slash Mr. Adam P.L. M-R-A-T-O-M-P-L. I will probably do that. And we will try to link that into the show notes uh, below us to, you know, if I ever remember. Um, if, that's the spirit. That's right. I will go the extra mile for you. I will make it happen. <laughs> At least I'll do it I for somebody. The, yeah, I love how the extra mile is thinking about doing something. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm going to double down and actually do it for once. <laughs> Maybe triple down. 
Um, also, there's a couple other things you've done. You've done some s- short webisodes. We did, well, we did um, two web series. Um, one has two seasons, seven episodes each, called The Reset Switch. Um, sort of a, a family sitcom type thing. And then we also did a superhero web series uh, called Super. Cool. And also, also seven episodes, I think. <laughs> and you're also a Dragonlance fan. I love Dragonlance. I've been a fan of Dragonlance since I was, I want to say 14, maybe ninth grade, somewhere thereabouts. Um, so, and I'm finally now, years and years later, getting to play through the original modules, which I never got to play through before. I was going to say, and that's what we're here to talk about, actually, is your guys' what a segue. That's excellent. That was like a middle-aged man segue, but we'll take it. <laughs> I am a middle-aged man, so that's probably why. <laughs> we're all middle-aged men at this point. Yeah. So both of the topic tonight is actually live streaming games. We both have games going on right now, which are live stream, which right now, it's a hot thing for Dragonlance. There are six or seven live stream Dragonlance games currently happening throughout the World Wide Web. That's right. You people call that the internet. Yeah. So, do we call it the World Wide Web? No, still? you guys. We do? Thanks, Al Gore. <laughs> I mean, maybe not. You guys have, have both have games going on. Um, here's a chance to plug your games. Adam, go ahead. Thanks, Ed. Original well, I think Chronicles? I get oh. to be right. We're doing the original Dragonlance Chronicles. Um, however, we're doing it in 5e, uh, mostly because me and most of my players don't remember how to play other editions because it's been a long time. And we're doing it with all new characters. Although the original characters from the books and the modules do appear as NPCs, sometimes in very uh, strange situations. And so that's something that's been uh, fun for a lot of the folks watching and also for the couple of people that we play with that um, know the books. And we're on every Friday night, um, 9 p.m. Eastern time at twitch.tv slash Wicked Studios, LLC. And we have started uh, kind of elevating and sharing on the uh, Dragonlance social media for that as well. At least I have. I know we did it two Fridays ago and last Friday, and we'll just keep doing it because we're a big, one big happy Dragonlance family. We are, and I appreciate that. Of course. Yeah, and currently, I don't know if I was able to mention this before, but there are currently seven different live stream games going on for Dragonlance. I didn't realize there were that many. I didn't either. Um, and I knew that when we were getting ready to start ours, I felt like we were a little behind, but I won't start. I won't get there just yet because, Adam, I, are you, did you want to talk a little more about, about your game? Um, I guess we. I guess I'm good for now. You can go talk about uh, okay. yours, and then we'll, we'll discuss more as we go. I imagine. Okay. So about five months ago, um, the Dragonlance Nexus, uh, we were kind of like talking and doing. Uh, we obviously we we all get together for recording our canical sessions, and we got to the point where it's like, well, you know, there hasn't been a lot of news about Dragonlance, so we need to do more to to keep the Nexus like relevant. 
and not to say it's irrelevant, but like getting our name out there and saying, hey, we are, we still have a great site. We still have a social media presence. And so I was, I guess, elected to run this game. <laughs> I, I didn't really have a choice. Uh, Chuck, you, what do you think of that? I feel like I, I was told that I was going to do it and I just kind of played along. Um, yeah, I did tell you that. You did. You did. Well, you and Trampus, both of you. And I just was like, I, the thing is, is like I, I brought up the subject and then, of course, bringing it up made me responsible. So then we set out to, we took a good two months to kind of, well, I took some time to get something together. Um, I had some experience, obviously, with Roll20, and that seems to be the going rate for online games. Uh, but luckily, I've got you know, Chuck and, and some of our other players are, are a little bit more experienced in Roll20 than I am. But anyway, I when I was sitting down to try to figure out, okay, how to, how, what kind of off-the-cuff Dragonlance game not using, you know, being as original as possible, what, okay, what, what can we do here? And, and it just kind of came into me, it's like, time travel. I feel like time travel in fantasy is what makes, it sets Dragonlance apart. Um, and I don't really know a lot of uh, modules for Dragonlance that have done a lot of time travel. And to be fair, we haven't gotten so far into the game where we're at the part where we're time traveling, but we've got aspects of time travel that have definitely come in. That being said, we did we started Dragons on the River of Time about four months ago, almost five months ago. And uh, we've been going strong and, and we've been adding, like we were able to add Adam, who is just, you, dude, you're an asset. I have to say, and I'm, I'm happy that you're in the game now and you've opened up this. I'm happy to be there. Yeah. Well, you've also opened up us to be able to like share with the game that you're doing. And it's just, like I said, one big family and it, and it makes me even more excited for how we're going to be moving forward into the future. And, and Adam, I guess I'm going to piggyback into your game a little bit here. Uh, your game, what's one of the biggest challenges of running the, the, Classic Chronicles and basic in 5e. Well, first is just getting everything translated into 5e uh, without losing the, the spirit and also the danger of the module. Because 5e is notoriously easy versus the other editions. So I wanted to make sure that there was, you know, the, the threat of death. Um, even though I have killed one player twice, he's he's gone. He's on his third character at this point, and we're only into uh, Dragons of Desolation. So, I'll see how many I can get through uh, with him. But um, that was the biggest thing. And then the next thing I found is is that you know we have a lot of loyal Dragonlance fans that watch the uh, the stream every week, and they love to tell me all of the things that I've gotten wrong, whether it's about. <laughs> The you know the uh, history that I've that I've either messed up or glossed over, um, or things that I've I've left out in the module. Like I literally had a uh, in the um, the second or third session that we had the characters. It actually must have been a little bit further along. There's probably the fourth or fifth. Um, still in the first module, the the players go back to the Inn of the Last Home and um, they're attacked by, or get into a fight with a bunch of Draconians. And that's where they meet uh, Gilthanus. And they're supposed to be, I think, 48 um, K-Pak Draconians. 46. I, it's a 40, it was a 46. <laughs> 
Chad didn't even like you. Yeah, he was just was like six. <laughs> it's, uh, it's one of my fake accounts. <laughs> and um, funny thing is, is that I, I almost TPK'd the entire party anyway. They all got knocked out and were um, and were captured. But it still wasn't enough. At this, that I, I I used the wrong number of uh, draconians, even though I said from the beginning that this is you know if you if you want an exact replica of the books, or if you want the modules done exactly as written, you know don't watch this because this is going to be different. Because I mean these modules came out a long time ago. Um, a lot of the the fans know it, and many of them have played it. Some know it probably more than they should. Um, so we tried to mix it up a little bit. And especially now, you know, a lot of players, you know, whether it was now or even, you know, back in the 80s when this came out, want to make and play their own characters. So by doing that, you're inherently going to change the story, much to the ire of some real strong Dragonlance fans out there. See, but that's silly because I feel like a DM worth their soul should make some some changes to the module to to tailor them either to their players or just to the overall tempo of the story. That's okay. You can I agree and I think and that's that's to me that's the fun part of playing Dungeons and Dragons. I mean if, if you have, you know, you have the outline but then, you know, things go off the rails and that's where the fun is, I think. Yes, as long as you're able to like get to the point of being able to get from A to B without zigzagging too much and uh, you know just thinking on your feet as a DM, definitely. Exactly. And when it comes to live streaming these games, uh, what's some of the challenges you guys encountered with with producing a game to be out live streamed and accessible and people watching it? What's some of those challenges you guys have to overcome? Oh, Lordy. Other, oh, than, other than you don't know the number of uh, draconians that attack the party. <laughs> a big piece is the technology. Yes. And making sure that not only you, but whoever is producing the show, in this case, it's me, um, as well as DMing, which makes it a lot more difficult because you have to make sure that you know everything is running smoothly and that everybody is still able to see and hear everything that you're doing while running a game remotely with Roll20, with modules, with maps. Um, so that that's a big piece of it. But also for the players, making sure that they have technology where they're not constantly dropping out or, or losing their you know their sound or video or anything like that and they also have a good quality because people are watching these things um so you need to have good video as well as good audio and if you don't that could really um negatively affect the stream yeah i would i would say for for us on dragons on the river of time we had some major technical issues at least for the first for the first two um, and it, it, you know, it was mostly outside of our control and we were trying to learn how to do this as we were going. Uh, and it, it was rough and, and, you know, it's, it's hard when you see your, your viewership drop down a little bit because we're, you know, you're, you're in and out and your feed is spotty. So, um, I agree with you hundred percent. And we first, and to, you know, talk about getting the viewers, that's another difficult piece of it, which is why, you know, I think it's great that. You know, they, the, the Dragonlance community has been, you know, very supportive and, you know, and Ed and 
um, Trampus mm -hmm. and of course you, Chuck, you know, have been very supportive. So, you know, that's been, you know, that's been helpful. And we also at um, Wicked Studios, which is the, the, the Twitch channel that we that we run these games on. We started a Greyhawk game originally. That's and that's was been going on now for two and a half years, somewhere thereabouts. Oh. Um, and it took a long time to build up base. I mean, we were lucky if we got one or two people early on. You know, now we're you know still not huge. I mean, but we have about two hundred one to two hundred people, depending on um, a week or the game watch the shows we've got you know three shows running um Megan Lance's um you know of course the one that I personally run but um so ha building things up that way and being able to you know leverage people that have you know stuck around and and watched the Greyhawk game move into the Dragonlance and then also vice versa people who have you know watched because we were playing Dragonlance and and knew the IP, knew the modules, wanted to see that, you know, then, you know, transferred into, you know, watching the, the Greyhawk game on Tuesday night as well. So it's still difficult, especially if you're not advertising and, you know, sort of growing it, um, you know, just by word of mouth, really. Um, and it takes some time to, you know, to build that audience. But, um, you know, when you do, you have a nice core group of people, um, you know, it, it it adds to that community. And, you know, and then when the chat becomes active, you know, it, it makes it it makes it fun and it turns it into just playing a game online into you know, more of a real quote unquote stream where you're interacting with other people that that aren't part of the uh, the game, which is fun. So I have one question for you, Adam. Um, have you been interactive in the chat while the game is going? Because I have not. Like, there's. It's really tough when you're <laughs> when you're DMing. It's really yeah. tough, and I try not to get involved as much. When I'm playing, it's much easier. Of course, I can keep an eye on the chat and I can type things here or there. Although sometimes it's easier said than done. But when you're DMing, I find that the chat can be very distracting. Um, mm -hmm. and I'll catch myself if I'm reading the chat. Um, so, um, I, I try not to be, and typically if I do see it, I will talk to the people chatting <laughs> versus writing so this way. It's quicker. I can answer maybe a question that they have or respond to a, you know, a comment that they have without, uh, completely derailing the entire show. Yeah. So, so what's your guys' favorite moment so far running your game? What's your f best moment that that you just you just had that moment like oh this is either really fun or this is so hilarious I'm gonna pee my pants. Uh, so so for me I, I've had a couple moments. Um, I would say some of my favorite moments have been watching Weldon play a Kender because you could have like knocked me over with a feather. Because I know Weldon, you know Weldon. He's been on Mechanical for for years. He's been a part of the Nexus for years. But but like just seeing him go off on these crazy conversational tangents, and I'm just like, I actually step out of DM mode, and I'm just I feel like I'm just listening and watching him for and like trying not to laugh so hard that I, uh, you know, break you know, just get everybody distracted. But another one of my favorite moments, honestly, was from you, Chuck, when your Dwarven Paladin just decided to break a beer stein over somebody's head um, because he wasn't getting where he wanted to go. And I felt like that was um, one of the most coolest 
paladin moments <laughs> that I've seen in a Dragonlance game. Not that there's a lot of paladin moments, but it was just, it, it, to me, in that moment, that showed you being a dwarf, the most dwarfy thing that, you know, if you track the sessions and see what led up to that, where you were trying to get to, you're trying to talk to a crime lord, and these guys are not budging, and finally you're just like, screw up, we're going to fight. And it, it, it was cool. So, yes, those were those were my most powerful. But go ahead, Adam. My favorite moment, and there's been a lot of fun moments, because, I mean, we're we're playing with friends and these are people that I've known for a very long time. So that, that makes it, you know, fun generally anyway, but it was early on, um, still in the first module and it, it sort of showed me and the people watching that this was not the party from the book and from the <laughs> modules when they were, um, in Zach Saroth and they were, um, uh, trying to get down to the, um, you know, to the lower level and they found the, you know, the makeshift elevator with the giant cauldron and gully dwarves were running and jumping into, you know, uh, one pot, which would, you know, then bring up the draconians. So they were trying to figure out how to get around this puzzle. So their way of doing it is that they waited for this group of 30 um, gully dwarves to run to the pot, but a mage in the group made an illusion of the pot. So the gully dwarves thought that they were going to jump into the pot. Meanwhile, like lemmings, they all ran and jumped into an illusion, falling hundreds of feet to their deaths. And the response was, well, okay. Problem solved. That buys us another few minutes before we have to worry about these draconians coming up. So let's uh, explore a little bit more. So definitely not a Tannis half-elven moment. I can tell you that. But um, it's basically if if all of the party members were Raceland. Um, that's how they kind of approach this, and um, that that to me was a uh, um, was a fun part. So is your party members the original, like, did you just take the pre-gens of, like, Raceland Caramon, or did you guys roll up new ones? Nope, all, everyone rolled up all new characters, all original characters. Cool. Blasphemy. Oh, come <laughs> on, in the 3.5, they did the archetypes and allowed you to do that, come on. But... But but the book? The, the book, but the book! I, I need to breathe into a bag now. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Sound like and some of the people in chat. <laughs> <laughs> Those are all my fake accounts, okay? That's funny. Uh, oh. So what else is in your guys' game that w would make someone want to watch it? I mean, it sounds like you guys have fun games. It sounds like you guys are doing, you're not doing just by the book, um, which is great because if I want to read the book, I can read the book. So, What's something, something that would sell me to come watch your game? So one of the things that I'm trying to do with Dragons on the Roof of Time is I'm trying to integrate the 5e uh, player's guide races and things that you'll see in 5e that people say, that's not Dragonlance. And by saying that, I'm saying that, um, for instance, some, you guys had some battles with some uh, chromatic colored, quote, draconians, unquote, that are really just dragonborn. And then 
Um, and you know, how I've kind of done that is I've said that, you know, we're talking, these guys are from the future and this is, you know, the next generation of, of draconians that have been born from the eggs. And, um, I've also, <laughs> I've also been trying to like, one of the main bad guys is a, um, she's a tiefling. And so like that, those are the things that I'm trying to bring into, to like have 5e mesh with Dragonlance. And on top of that, I'm also kind of bringing in these classic setting areas where we're, you know, we've got the, uh, the device of time journeying that is, that's basically a patron for our warlock. We've got, um, you know, we're right now knee deep in the anvil of time. And so that's actually a mini adventure by Tracy Hickman that I've, I've brought into this. It's, you know, but it's a different version of it. And so I'm, I'm just trying to bring the, all of these classic parts of Dragonlance, but to update them for 5 And for us, reason that that we that we ran this on a stream instead of just playing it is because we we thought it would be fun to tell a story that a lot of people know and love in a very different way um but i think too you know a, a big thing that that we try to do you know on the the wicked studios channel is incorporate the people watching as much as we can into the game because you know, we want people to have fun and and there's a lot of streams out there um and now there's now we know that there are six or seven dragonland streams out there too so you know for us one of the things that that we try to do to make ourselves a little bit different is really to interact with the people watching as if you're sitting at this virtual kitchen table with us playing this game and you know, and it really is, you know, a, a group of of friends having fun and you know enjoying you know, playing the game together. Um, and we want you as the audience to be a part of that, you know, and not just sit and watch and you know and and you know have a you know listen to a very bunch of serious people doing serious things. I mean, we're playing a game. We're having fun. There's some serious moments. There's some um, lighter moments, but ultimately, you know. We want to have fun. We want everybody watching to have fun. Yeah, I agree with that. I, I ultimately try to keep it light or on the somewhat funnier side. I would say I try to DM more like I would make a an MCU movie. Um, and of course, there is always those points where it needs to be serious. But yes, I, I think having fun is is awesome. And, and the audience should too. And I'd be open to, to maybe... Um, talking to you about that Adam just to what you would think of of how how we can make our virtual audience have more absolutely and again I think you know it takes time and it takes getting to know the audience and you know we're lucky we're at a point where we have consistent people that are there week in and week out and the more that they chat and the more that they get involved the better we get to know them so you know there are things that we've done within the game you know specific to you know comments that people have made in the in the chat sometimes throwaway comments or sometimes a joke that will then incorporate into the you know into the stream um you know so people feel like you know they're they're part of it and and they are that's great so it's kind of like you're incorporating choosing your own adventure in your game i can throw well, out the idea a, a point i mean it still <laughs> is a dictatorship when it comes down to it but so, i will entertain i'm like you chuck i think about 
<laughs> adding things that they that they put in there. See, see, he brought back a joke. He did. He did. He it did better than I did. <laughs> you gonna replace me as as full time part time host? <laughs> Don't do us any favors, okay? I'm just joking. The the change.org petitions up there already. No, we love yeah, it. Yeah, I, I put it up there. No, that was me. I put it on there. Yeah. It's a little awkward your name that I signed it, but hey, it's okay. <laughs> so far you're the only signature. That's the weird part. Yeah. <clears throat> Talk about dictatorship. Trampus will strike that one down. <laughs> what else? So what else is going on with your guys' games? I mean, it sounds like you got fun, you've got an audience, you got good technology. It's you've got a viewing multiple places. Um through what platforms are you viewing these games on? That's Other than big, Twitch. That Twitch is is you know the one that we talk about a lot, but we also stream them, and this is the, the same for Ed's game on Facebook, on YouTube, um, all at the same time. Um, so this way people can watch in the you know in the format that they're comfortable with and i found that and we started this with the with the greyhawk adventures game because a lot of the viewers were older gamers you know 30s 40s 50s mm -hmm. not you know kids um, and you're more likely to find kids on twitch than you are you know gamers of you know of my age so the people that knew the material that we were you know presenting we're all on Facebook. Many of them are on YouTube. Um, so being able to and figuring out a way, which you know took us some time, but figuring out a way to be able to effectively run you know the game on on three different platforms all at the same time has you know has helped to get the game out to more people, which has been fun. Um, so th that I think is an important piece too. If, if you're you know if you're looking to stream. Think about the audience that you're streaming for, you know, and find the best avenue to present the material. No, I agree. And and Dragons on the River Time, I think a lot of its viewership has been on Facebook. But yeah, Twitch has been good. YouTube, uh, not as much because we don't have as many followers. But uh, I agree. And, and I'm going to be doing something with that. Um, if you want to talk about paid advertising, we can we can have an offline conversation, Adam. Yeah, that's and that's a piece. If you really want to get the stream out there, I mean that that's how to do it. So with you know, you mentioned haunted, you know, earlier our Christmas Carol story. Um, I I think I did advertising on YouTube and on Facebook for a week, um, and it was week before Christmas, and we wound up getting. Um, Somewhere around, you know, 5,000 and change, 5,200, somewhere thereabouts um, of viewers there, which has been, you know, pretty good. A lot of them came, interestingly, after holidays, which I found weird because uh, who wants to watch a Christmas story after Christmas? But apparently people do. But I guess so somehow the marketing hit a little bit later than I anticipated, but um, it definitely expanded the audience um you know more so than you know when we originally posted it maybe the week before so um yeah it's, it's definitely a thing you didn't drop any uh dragon lads uh, easter eggs into those videos 
Um, Dragonlance specific, no, but there in in each one there is a um, sometimes very subtle and hard to find a Dungeons and Dragons uh, reference somewhere in there. Oh, that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I was gonna say they're definitely worth checking checking out. I've watched the supers. It's it was an excellent se series. Um, I'm not sure about that one character, but <laughs> you're talking about mine. I'm assuming. <laughs> I don't want to point out names, but maybe. You know, we got so far before you hurt my feelings, Chuck. <laughs> Is your character yeah. like something from the boys or something, or, or like that? <laughs> it was um, it was it's more of a uh, of a of a comedy ripoff of um, Watchmen, you know, where you have a bunch of retired superheroes uh, being forced back into action to uh, to face this new younger group um, that are using their powers more for selfish reasons than for altruistic ones. Cool. It was also the story was based on necessity, just because I am, you know old fat guy now so <laughs> join the party yeah <laughs> well i'm not i'm not old yet that's the spirit chuck that's right For, 42 isn't that like the new uh 12 yeah once you get to 45 which is what i just did that's that's when you're officially over the hill i've learned yeah i hit 41 here in a couple of weeks so yeah just a baby over there yeah. oh lordy <laughs> i remember the days I used to have more hair back then. Yeah, I didn't. I... <laughs> I still have my hair. It's just going gray. Very, very. So. I'd take that. I would take like those pippy long stockings, uh, you know, <laughs> thing at this point. <laughs> and it's great because you watch yourself on a stream and you're like, oh, wow. Um, I'm just staring at the gray or whatever else <laughs> you're staring at. Yeah. Mm, it's funny. So one thing I do want to um, just bring up about Dragons on the River of Time is what I've been trying to do is I'm trying to take the campaign, and this will be a little bit of spoilery, um, but I'm trying to take the campaign through four major timelines. So right now we're still in the post-Blue Ladies War, which is you know just a, six years after the War of the Lance. But... I'm also going to be having parts of the campaign in the Age of Might, which will be probably perhaps the King Priest time frame, and then another section of the campaign in the Age of Dreams, which would be maybe around humans time frame, and then we'll finish up, maybe not finish up, I don't know, in the Age of Mortals. And so each of those timelines are going to kind of border on certain themes. And so like right now in the in the post Blue Ladies War, the theme of the campaign has been like we're watching the world recover after a big war and rebuilding. And then um, Age of Might might have some more dealing with racism and intolerance or xenophobia. And each different each different timeline is we'll deal with different themes as we go through it. And that's as much spoiler as all. So that's why you to should. War of the Lands, we could do a crossover episode. Yeah, we're not doing what well, <laughs> hmm. that's a, that's a great idea, actually. That would be pretty cool. Huh. Okay. Yeah, we could talk about that. See, well, there we go. This has been. We're breaking news here on the Canticle tonight. <laughs> yes, it's not not just a lawsuit in the news this week. It's a crossover week. Yeah, this is the <laughs> the bigger news. I'm Restart the clock. Isn't that isn't that the main the the quote we're seeing in the group? Restart the clock. Yep. Oh, Lord. Okay. Yeah, we won't talk about the lawsuit. <laughs> 
And I guess that takes out the rest of my questions. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Chuck. What what did you want to say? <laughs> I was just gonna ask uh, I was gonna ask Adam, are you excited for a possibility of a new trilogy? I was. <laughs> um and I still I still have hope. Um I'd love to see a new trilogy. I'd love to see a fifth edition campaign setting. Um I'd love to see more Dragonlands period. Um, besides just the old books that I have on my bookshelf. So anything, anything new, Dragonlands, Wizards of the Coast, if you're watching. Um, I'm pretty sure they were just waiting for me to just give them the nudge they needed to uh, to move forward with these. But yeah, I'd love to see a trilogy. I'd love to see campaign books. Hinging Thinking on I, every word. Posters, figurines. I'm in. I'm in 100%. So one thing that was weird is this week um, with the Unearthed Arcana, there were a bunch of dragon-themed subclasses. I just, am I the only one that thought that was strange? I haven't checked out Unearthed Arcana yet. Yeah, week. I didn't see that. Yeah. There, I think there, you're onto something, though, Ed. There's dragon-themed subclasses for the ranger and the monk and something else. And I just was like, same week as a, same, within seven days of the lawsuit dropping. Hmm. Interesting. That's all I got. Hmm. Breaking news again. Yes. <laughs> Someone should be handing me paper here. <laughs> yeah, no, we need a typewriter in the <laughs> sound in the background. Well, it's my job to look at social media. Kind of the stuff I did. I did share I shared it on, on the Facebook and the, and the Twitter and stuff. So you know, of I, course we saw it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't been busy all day. I I think we will get Dragonlance novels eventually. I think I it's going to happen, um, and that's all I'll say. And I, I think that we'll get a, we'll get some five E content as well. It's just a matter of time. Are, are you you got it all off your chest now? You feel better? I feel better. I do. Okay. I mean, okay. we did a whole podcast about it. It's already out there. I, I've done this is this is actually I've done two whole podcasts about it. You this, missed the last one. You're right. So this is the third. So there we go. This is my third one. I've uh, had this conversation. So, Effecta. And I still feel the same way. I want it. I want, want to read it. So, I do. Hopefully, uh, cooler heads will prevail. I don't know that I believe that, but hopefully, <laughs> we, can get a, uh, we can get a new trilogy soon. At this point, um, Margaret Weiss and Tracy Hickman can just release it online. <laughs> oh, Leak it. Maybe not the best idea. <laughs> Margaret, Tracy, if you're listening, I've got some bad ideas for you. <laughs> some of the funnest nights are based off bad ideas. That's, that's how I live my life. Yeah, I try to, but you know, then I have to wake up in the morning. Yeah, that's the bad part. <laughs> Now this is turning into a therapy session. I know. What hell? What happened? It's my fault. I'm sorry. I'm going to be <laughs> take this home yet. <laughs> take it home. Take her home. All right, folks. I think that's that's the end of our conversation for this evening. I would like to thank Adam here for being our special guest. Thanks for having me, guys. Thank you, sir. And just a reminder that you can find Adam's work on the Atomic Peanut Butter Group. Um, check it out. And also, what was the YouTube page again? It's, well, if you search for Atomic Peanut Butter Group, you will find it. But it's also uh, YouTube slash 
M-R-A-T-O-M-P-L, Mr. Adam P.L. And don't forget about Wicked Studios LLC. So Wicked Studios LLC on Twitch. Thanks, Ed. Yep. All right. Well, once again, thanks for, for listening. And until next time, stay with Dragonlance. Long live the lands. Get a new trilogy. <laughs> <laughs>